Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. And he says, I want to come to the, today to encourage my people. Hang in there. The Lord says, I know it's hard to see ahead of you right now. I know that the contestation that has come against you in this hour has been great. And the Lord says, even this last month, you have been wondering, I have no more fuel to go on. And the Lord says, I'm going to be imparting holy resolve into your very bones in this hour. Holy resolve to keep on going. As Paul, you're not going to be able to quit the race because I'm not going to allow you to quit the race. You're going to have holy resolve in your bones to fuel you on to get you through these next seven months so that you can see the dreams that I have for you, so that you can see the destinations that I have for you, so that you can see the dreams and the manifestations of things that you have been investing yourself in for so long. So, Father, we say yes and amen. I know I want this. (laughs) So if you want this, show him you want it. So Lord, we say yes and amen. Father, give us holy fuel to keep on going for you. Father, turn us into the Pauls that just can't quit. We know no other way than to run the race. Father, impart to us a holy dependency on the Lord God Almighty. That you alone are our fuel. You alone are our heart. You alone fill our lungs. Father, I bless every soul here with new spiritual energy from the Holy Ghost to run the race that you have set before us. We thank you for the kingdom assignments. We thank you for the manifestations that are coming. We thank you for the dreams that we're going to get to see happen. And we thank you for the souls that we're going to get to see one. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. All right, let's give Cody a big hand. Thank you, Cody. You're the best. All right, we received that one. Received that. Thank you, Father. All right, ushers, if you want to come forward, um, just continue our worship in giving. Father, I thank you, Lord, for those that have given so generously, God, to this house, Lord. And Father, for those that are are struggling with that, Lord, whether it be fear or fear of lack, God. Lord, we just rebuke a spirit of fear, Lord, that there's no lack in heaven, Father, that you rebuke the devourer, Jesus, on our behalf, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness, for your wholeness, and the fullness that's found in you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, God. There's no one like you, Jesus. There's no one like you, Father. We worship your beautiful name, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're so good, Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, 
presence, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're, you're never far. You're never far. You're always right here. Thank you that you're never far. You're never far. You're always right here. God, in any perception of you being far, God, is not because you're far, but you're right here, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thanks, worship team. Man, you guys are the best. (laughs) Man, all right. Cool. So a few announcements before we jump into this thing. Um, so Kainos, Kainos, and Kainos Junior High, you guys can go back. Yeah, those guys are awesome. So winter camp is coming up, all right? It's going to be amazing. So we have it, also we have an amazing team of Kainos leaders, right? We got five guys and gals back there that are just killing it. They are doing so Great. It's so amazing. I love going back there on Friday nights and hanging with those guys and seeing what's happening. Guys, it would blow your mind how the Holy Spirit is moving in this group of leaders, in this group of teens, middle schoolers, high schoolers. It's, it's unreal. It's unreal. So winter camp is coming up. Um, they're leaving Friday. Registration and payments due today. However, if um, you don't have it, they'll accept it you know, later. That's fine. Um, on that note, if you feel like you want to sponsor a kid, so it's a hundred bucks to go. If you want to sponsor a child, a, a, not a child, I guess, a young person <laughs> to go, that'd be great. Um, if you feel that, that that's something you'd like to do to help, help somebody get up there, um, feel free to do that. That'd be awesome. So guys, you can go, you're dismissed, head on back there and do amazing things. Um, guests, if you're the first time here with us, we're so glad you're here. We're truly glad you're here. There's a Connect card in the seat in front of you. Go ahead and take that. You can fill it out. Um, drop it off at the Connect Center. We'd love to meet you, learn more about you, have you get to know us. You also get a free cup of coffee out of it. So what's not to love about that, right? Woo, free coffee. Sweet. Um, dance workshop. You know, one thing I love, I love about Vine Life is worship. The expression is not limited to music. You know, that's like, it's, worship and music are, are, is, is not it, right? Music is worship, but worship is dance. It's flag, it's prayer, it's lifestyle, it's everything. So we're so blessed and fortunate to have people here who get that, who move in that flow of Holy Spirit movement and dance and flags and all that. So Cheryl, Cheryl Yeruso, we love Cheryl. Cheryl, you're amazing. Cheryl will be hosting a dance workshop Saturday, February 25th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. here in the theater, I believe, right, Cheryl, in the theater? Yep, in the theater. Anybody and everybody is welcome to come to this thing. If you just want to explore this a little bit more about movement, you know, movement, I don't know about you guys, but in worship, man, you just feel the flow, right? The spirit, you just start moving, right? That's, that's Holy Spirit, that's movement. So there's expression, just like singing, just like music, just like flags, dance is beautiful expression for worship. Tremendous things have happened. Cheryl can tell you tremendous things. She told me last week just one in this movement of, of the veil coming apart and seeing the face of the Father and amazing things happening. So if you want to explore that more, I'd invite you to attend that. February 25th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. here. 
All right. I think that's all the announcements we have. So let's set this thing up. If you've been here for a while, you know we've been talking a lot about discipleship, right, and what it means to be a disciple, right? And you probably ask five people, what, what does discipleship mean? You'll probably get five completely different answers. So we're exploring that, right? We're exploring the reality that God is ever-present. He's always at work, right? And I think a lot of us might have grown up a little bit with discipleship, meaning, well, I have to know more Scripture, and I have to do better things, right? But what we're talking about now is the posture. It's the way, right? The way Jenny Loveland brought that message the other week, and, and it was amazing. It's the posture, the heart posture, of Jesus. It's breathing in and breathing out. So one of the last things that um, Jesus commissioned us was what? Go out, make more disciples, right? So how did Jesus, how did he disciple people? He sent them out, right? He sent them out, go, go, and come back and tell me what, what it was like. Luke talked about that last week. It was great. So Luke, Luke wasn't, he's not able to be here today, but what he did, <laughs> he went out, he went out, filmed a video that we're going to get to enjoy. And I think that that's actually pretty beautiful that, that he went out because so much of discipleship, there's a huge component of discipleship that's about going out, going out, right? It's not all about us. It's not all about me. It's not all about my heart posture. It's not all about what I'm doing or how much I'm knowing. It's you go out, right? So we breathe in. We breathe in the presence of God. We learn the scripture. We learn the, the, the true word of the Lord, right? And that transforms us to what? To what? To stay here and, and be whole and in fullness? No, it's to go out, right? It's the breathing out piece. It's to go out, to go out, right? So, Father, give us your heart, Lord, your heart for the lost, Jesus, that you love us and you love the lost, God. You love them and your heart is breaking for them. So, Father, break our heart for what breaks your heart, Lord. Break our heart for the lost. Break our heart for the people in bondage, in darkness, Lord, and fill us up, Lord so that we can go and bring your kingdom. Thank you, Father. All right, so Luke, Luke and his team recorded this thing. It's pretty great. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, it runs a little bit, and then we'll uh, convene after. So let's, let's get this going. Okay, let's uh, start with the confession. I love to people watch. Uh, n- not in the creepy way, uh, like you might be thinking, but I, I love, like in airports and restaurants and, and city streets, actually like paying attention to the lives of the people around. I'm like seriously curious and fascinated. Um, you know, just thinking about like, what makes them tick? What, what motivates them? What, what have they experienced? Where are they experiencing joy and excitement right now? Maybe like, where are they experiencing pain right now in their life, you know? Just thinking about what is their life really like? And, and, and this idea of people watching, I don't think is just my own. In fact, I think God likes to people watch because there's this verse in the Old Testament that says that uh, his eyes actually search the earth and roam the earth for hearts that are his. And I, I get this picture in the sense that God is fascinated, not just in watching people, but in the lives and being in involved in the lives of his creation, those made in his image, right? And, and more than just people watch, I really believe that God loves to break in to the everyday stuff of people's life and meet them in the places of this joy and sometimes pain. And, uh, and, that's, and that's what I love about following Jesus. When we say yes to Jesus, it's the best yes we could ever say because we're invited into 
this kind of life, that we get to not only ourselves grow up and be like Jesus and become like him, but we get to do what he does. And then actually he sends us out to be present into the lives of the people all around us at all these, in all these, these places and all these city streets and neighborhoods and, and workplaces. He sends us out to be present to other people just like he's been present to us. This is what I love about following Jesus. So with that said, I love the stories coming out of the Vine Life community of, of people being present with the other people in their lives. And like even this last week, uh, I heard Grace Waite, she was playing tennis with a friend and she, uh, she noticed that her friend had pain in her upper back. And so she asked if she could pray. She put her hand on uh, her friend's back and, uh, and, and prayed for healing. And then after three different times of praying, the, the pain just totally disappeared, right? And then uh, another story I heard this last week of, of an educator in our community who works with special needs kids. She said that the last couple of weeks has been super rough because sometimes these kids have behavioral problems that result in um, even like physical, um, you know, lashing out. And so she would come home with bruises on her body and it was, it was a very hard thing for her, but she really felt the Lord remind her even in these places that, that God has positioned her and called her to be in this classroom, even with kids that would wrestle her or punch her or th- those types of things. She felt like, man, this is what Jesus would do. This, I'm being Jesus for these kids who need to know the love of God in a way that maybe only I can, I can bring to them in this point in time. And then, then another great story that came from Ed and some of his relationships in, in Longmont. See, he's been building relationships with those who don't yet know Christ. And, and one of their comments to him in, in the last couple months, they said to him, you know, sometimes Christians focus on trying to get me to be open to God. But with you, I feel like God is open to me. Isn't that awesome? Just this whole idea. And that's really what this is about. We get to live in such a way and in such a manner and in such a posture that what we're communicating is not trying to get people to, to, to do something for God, but we get to proclaim the good news that Christ is open to you, that heaven is open through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And this is so important that we get this as disciples. This is what we get to do in the world. And, and so this is super important as we are learning about what disciples of Jesus are actually like. And, you know, and, and even Jesus, before he ascends into heaven, in his last moments with his disciples while he was walking the earth, he gives them one final instruction. He invites them into one final invitation. And, and we know this passage in Matthew 28, 18. It's a passage very well known. It's called the Great Commission. And he, he addresses his disciples and he says, listen, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey all that I commanded to you. And, by the way, I'm going to be with you until the very end. I'm going to be with you in all of those things. And it's such a beautiful thing because these guys just spent the last three years of their life, give or take, with, with him, learning from him, eating with him, uh, journeying with him, right? Uh, going to parties with him, all these things. They were learning how to live like him, how to become and embody this kingdom lifestyle with him. But 
in this last instruction, we see that even for Jesus, that wasn't even enough to be a fully developed, mature disciple. Because what he says is this, listen, if you've learned anything from me, if, you've, if, if, if I've taught you anything, if, if any, any of this has meant anything to you, then what I want you to do is to give it away. I want you to go and make more disciples, right? It wasn't enough for them just to become great people themselves. His last instruction is, a fully formed disciple is one who goes and makes their own disciples as well. Isn't that amazing? Because the reason this is so important is, is because sometimes we think discipleship is about what we're acquiring, right? If I can just grow in wisdom and, and revelation and, and knowledge of scripture and, and become an, an amazing person myself, then that's really what a disciple is. And, and according to Jesus, it's not about how much wisdom and revelation we acquire, but how available and willing we are to give that wisdom and revelation away, right? Because if all we want to do is grow personally, then I think we're missing the point a little bit, right? Because it's not just about who we're becoming, but it's about who the people around us are becoming through the work of Jesus in our lives. And this is such an amazing uh, thing that we get because some things we only learn as we give them away. And it's such a kingdom principle that there's things that God gives us and, and, and the way that they become fruitful in our life is as we give them away, right? And so we see this even in the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and multiplying bread for the masses. You see, when, when he went to go feed the 5,000, when did the bread actually multiply? Was it before the disciples handed it out? No. It was as they were obedient, as they started to give away what little they had, it began to multiply. And it's the same thing as it relates to following Jesus. The things that he teaches us, the things that he invites us into, the breakthroughs of our life. As we begin, as we're faithful to actually share those things and proclaim those things and, 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 and bring those things to the people that God brings us to, then it actually releases more increase and more breakthrough and more wisdom and revelation in places we never imagined. And this is, this is the, 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 this, the full circle of discipleship is us becoming like Jesus and sharing a life with Jesus and then us learning to invite others into that same kind of life. So how do we get started with disciple making? Because that's kind of a big question, right? And some of us are caught in a little bit of a dilemma because maybe you're here and you've never had somebody like walk with you in an intentional way. And so this whole idea of making disciples, like maybe you're nodding your head and like that's a really good idea, but freaked out because I don't even know what that means. I don't even know how to get started, right? And, uh, and some, of, some of you here maybe are just like asking the question, I'm still waiting on somebody to invest in me. How am I supposed to go out and start investing in other people? And it's, it's a great question, but what, here's, here's how I would answer that. Start with what you've already been given, and right now is a great time to start. One of my favorite quotes that I heard recently had to do with planting trees. And it goes like this. The absolute best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now, right? Have you ever felt like that? Like, man, this would have been awesome to start a long time ago. And yeah, that, that's probably true. But guess what? We get to start today, right? And so this, I th this thing of disciple making, it might be a little intimidating, but it doesn't have to be complicated. At its core, it's being 
present enough in the lives of the people around us to just help them recognize where God might be at work already in their life, right? And so you don't have to go to your office space tomorrow and lean over the cubicle and say, Randy, come and follow me. I will show you great and unsearchable things, right? I mean, that's probably, that's probably not going to go well. It'll probably weird him out, right? It doesn't have to be that intense. But maybe you can just show up and start paying attention to conversations in a new way and then finding ways to talk about how Jesus has been good news in your life, right? And as we're faithful to start paying attention and start listening to those conversations with our coworkers, with our neighbors, even with our own children and families, we'll start to notice that, that God is breaking in. God is paying attention. God is present and at work. And as we are faithful to listen and to become aware, then we just get to participate with them. Discipleship, another way to say it is this, or disciple-making is meeting somebody where they're at and journeying with, with them to where God wants them to be. That's it at its core. Now, it can take a lot of different faces, you know, and, and we can have groups and we can have real intentional things, but at its core, we get to meet people exactly where they're at and just help them journey where God wants them to be. So with that said, I want to bless you and I want to bless us as a church as we continue not only to become disciples, but to give away what Jesus has given us. And I will tell you, I believe a day of power is coming and great revival comes when we become that type of people who are unafraid and unapologetic and, and bold enough to say, I have, I'm the recipient of the gospel of Jesus Christ and I'm living as his presence in this world to invite others to know that same gospel. Bless you as you make your own disciples of Jesus Christ. Wow. What do you think about that? Is that pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. You know, when you think about this video, what Luke was saying, uh, for me at least, as I hear it, I hear a couple of things. One thing I hear is this. When you're talking about discipleship, it's not just about me. And a lot of times I think when we contemplate discipleship, we have a hard time getting there because we don't think we know enough. We're a little worried about the second or third question that flows in a conversation and so forth. And I just want to tell you right now, for everybody in this room, pretty much everything you need has been deposited in you. You just haven't yet been in a situation where it's appropriate to recall it. But it is there. It is there. The second thing about discipleship is that it's not about us um, being wonderful in our following of Jesus. It is about that, I guess, in part, but in part, it's about those around us, just like Luke was saying. What are they becoming, those who are around us, as we move in our journey through life and the third thing about discipleship is that 
Discipleship is about being present with others. You heard that a couple times, didn't you? And I'd like to unpack that just for a moment because that's kind of an obscure term in a way, being present. What the heck does that mean? And I think being present is about awareness, and awareness is about knowing and caring. We live in such an isolated world, don't we? Do you see the guy walking down the street in his top coat with his earplugs in and studying his phone and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we live in a pretty isolated place, and the crazy thing about it is that most people we interact with are really hoping we'll acknowledge them. They're really hoping that. Could somebody just ask me a question? Could somebody just care? I'd like to invite you into an awkward moment. Would you trust me on this? Nervous laughter. Okay. I'd like to ask everybody to stand up, and I would like you to sort of group together in groups of at least three. It can be more than three, but, but at least three, just maybe the people in the row behind you or in front of you, whatever it may be. Be in groups of three. Everybody in a group of three, four, whatever. Okay, what I'd like you to do is for the tallest person in your group, look around. Who's the tallest person in your group? I would like you to ask the others in your group this question. Where did you grow up? Just go around and say, where'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up? Go ahead. Okay. Now I'd like the shortest person in your group. Who's the shortest person in your group? I'd like the shortest person in your group to ask this question of everybody. What is your middle name? Really easy one. What is your middle name? Okay, now the third and final question is this. I would like one person in your group who has not yet asked a question, somebody who hasn't asked yet, who is a lady, to ask this question of everybody, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? Go ahead and ask that question. Okay, we get around to everybody. Go ahead and sit back down if you would. Now, that wasn't so bad, was it? My point is this in asking you to do this. You did a great job. Thank you all for, for uh, putting up with me and cooperating. A couple of things come out of this. One thing that comes out of this is now most of us know something about somebody else we didn't know before. And it is in the knowing that relationship is birthed, okay? It is in the knowing. I watch Betty. Betty's the most relational person I know. She just amazes me, yeah? <laughs> One time we're, we're traveling on a shuttle to the airport, and uh, it's just Betty and I and the guy that's driving, 
And she starts talking to him, and she's eliciting his life story. I mean, she's, and given ours. I mean, it, both together. Because she is a knowing and caring person. The second thing I'd like you to imagine from this is this. You can ask those questions of anybody. You can ask those of anybody. You can say, hey, thanks for checking out my growth. What's your middle name? Okay? You can ask that question. I wouldn't ask what they do for a living because it's obvious. But but you can ask those questions. You don't have to say, if you died tonight, do you know where you'd end up? Have you been washing the blood of the Lamb? You know? Repent. The kingdoms that you don't have to do that. All you have to do is ask a simple, caring question. And don't be afraid that they're going to turn around and say, Well, what does Ezekiel 31 33 say? You know, that's not going to happen. Not at all. But when you do that, you move into that place of knowing and caring. And when you do that, you can help them become aware what the Lord is doing in their life. You can lead them into awareness. You're you're not there to say, okay, well, here's the eight Bible studies you got to go to and 14 of this, and we got to get you baptized and get your hair cut and all those kinds of things. No, no, no. Okay? God is already at work in them. You realize that? that? There's things deposited in them just like there are in all of us. They're ready to be awakened, and it is the knowing and caring, disciple-making person where that happens. Jesus said, as Luke quoted, all authority under heaven and earth is given to me. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything I've commanded you. That's what he said. That was his sign off. And I'll be with you even unto the end of the age. So think about the people you met today and think about the things you learned about their middle name or what they do, how their work, or where they came from. Because the questions that follow that are obvious. Where are you from? I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. We've got a lot of Fort Wayneians here. I'm from Fort Wayne. Well, the next question is, well, how'd you end up here? Why did you come here? What do you do? And so forth. And when you take an interest in people, you know, it's, it's the old saying, nobody cares what you know until they know that you care. And when you leave here, if you will be a caring, loving people, if you will not be afraid to ask questions like, what's your middle name? And worry that you're going to have to preach a 20-minute message on something, then you can release what God has put into you that I think for many here today, it's burning to come out. It's burning to come out. But you need the key to the door, and the key to the door is the question. Just ask the question and let the Holy Spirit work, and you'll see what happens, okay? All right, let's stand, please. Ministry team, could you come? I want to do something different today, Uh, and that is normally at the end of the service, we ask if you're here for the first time or you're new, um, go, I guess that's the same thing, go back to the corner. Today, I'd like to change that up. Betty and I'd like to know you. I may have talked with you this morning. We'd like to know you. So if you're here for the first time, come down right here, right here. And we would like to say hello to you and welcome you to Vine Life. Now we have some words coming up on the screen. 
This is a house of prayer. It's a house of healing. It's a house of blessing. So these are some physical things that we have been shown. Maybe some of you are experiencing. And if that's the case, then this team here is ready and willing and excited about being able to pray for you. Maybe whatever that thing is you're dealing in life with, um, the things that Mike was praying about around breakthrough, whatever that may be, come down here. Confirm it. Get the prayer. Maybe something's stirring in you. Maybe it's something about Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. Hello. Okay. So you come down here and get that to happen. And again, if you're new, come down here. We'd like to get to meet you. And you're going to have a blessed week, right? You're going to ask a question or two, right? And the last thing I want to say is this. March 8th is the first couple chat. We talked about the Enrich program for marriage last week. And uh, March 8th that evening will be the first couple chat. On the back table, there is a little flyer kind of thing that will give you the websites, all the information you need to know. And put a, put a circle around that evening and come. Betty and I are going to be hosting it. And we're looking forward to discussing with you all the joys and the miseries of marriage. <laughs> God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.